Hi, everyone, and welcome again to my favorite day and your favorite day, too. It is Monday. It is Mothers of Multifamily, and I have the amazing, amazing, and when I say amazing, she has so much experience, folks. Chat Steinwald, welcome. Thank you so much. It's an honor, Pili. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to have you. So, ladies, Chat Steinwald is a native of the Philippines. Her dream as a child was to live in America. She would watch the sunset in her native land knowing that the sun was rising in America. She knew that that was the land of the free. That was where she was going to make her life. She migrated to Los Angeles at the age of 23 and became a Dun & Bradstreet uh, trust accountant and remained there for 11 years. And throughout this, she had her son. She had her son and then decided to open her own boutique spa in the neighborhood of Brentwood, California, so she could spend more time with her son, Mitch. Being a mother was the most important job and that she did not want to take for granted. Her spa was named one of the best in LA by Allure, InStyle, Time Out. But enough about beauty, folks. Let's get back to large multifamily. 21 years later, her son is now 30 and safely on his way. Chad has decided to close the spa and open up yet another chapter in her life. She now focuses on large multifamily and commercial real estate investing. Her mentor, the amazing Rod Cleef, um, has helped her build and now Chad Chat has 800 apartment units as a limited partner, and she's a general partner in over 208 units. Chat, welcome to Mothers of Multifamily. I'm so honored. Thank you so very much, Billy. What, um, uh, what an honor, and I am humbled by that um, introduction. <laughs> well, it is all you, Chat. So my question for you, and I, am, I can't wait to hear what your answer is going to be. How throughout and see you're special because you've you've done to the nine to five you've done and created and sold and got out of an amazing business and now you're in large multifamily how did you do it how did you do it and do everything it takes to be a mother how do you do it well as um as a woman first of all um i think we have that um special grit and resilience because we all rise above every challenge we go through. And so when I came here, uh, I visualized, first of all, that I was going to be here in America. So when I was a kid, um, because my aunt, who was a nurse here in Los Angeles, um, would go home to the Philippines, to the island where we're from, and would bring us to the beach. And she would tell us, okay, it's sunset here now. It's sunrise in the uh, U.S. And ever since then, I would go uh, uh, to the beach on the island and I would look at the sunset and say, hmm, one day I will be in America and it will be sunrise in America. <laughs> I love that thought, that thought of the sun rising on your dreams and goals. You should write that book, chat. Yeah. Um, thank you. And so it's, it's all about, I didn't realize it, but you know, it's all about visualization. It, mm -hmm. it already started on my childhood, but I never knew, right? That's that amazing. I didn't to be in America. So fast forward, um, my during college, my dad wanted me to be um, a nurse. 
and because everyone wanted to be a nurse to go to America. It's the easiest access to go to America. My dad did not want to. He said, you're going to be an accountant. And so that's it. It's cultural. You know, I, I, I hope you know Filipinos. It's like yes. um, whatever um, our parents wish is a command. So I became an accountant. So now it's like, wow, I, I'm no longer going to be able to go to the States. But, but I had a plan B. I said the only way for me to get out and get to America is to be an employee of airline. And so I applied immediately. As soon as I um, graduated, graduated from college, I applied immediately for a job at um, Philippine Airlines. Luckily, I got the job as an accounts analyst. And in there, Philippine Airlines had a, I knew that, that there's a benefit of two years, that if you work there for two years, you'll get one international uh, ticket to anywhere in the world that you like. So awesome. I knew I worked uh, two years and one day, Philly. <laughs> I went to the HR, asked for my vacation, asked for my benefit, then went to the U.S. Embassy. You have to understand, I was only 23 years old then, <laughs> you know? So I go to the U.S. Embassy, and 23 years old, that looked like nine, uh, 16. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, U.S. Embassy lady said, why do you want to go to America and I, uh, to Los Angeles? And I, and I said, because I want to go to see Disneyland. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> she stopped my uh, passport 10 years visa, 10 years. Well, of course, 37 years ago, it was very easy to get the visa, you know? Yes. Fast forward, I got a job as um, a trust accountant with Dun & Bradstreet. Mm -hmm. But when I had my baby, the, I had so many ups and downs, of course. But when I had my baby, it was so difficult for me to be a parent um, full on because there's, there was no freedom of my time. Yes. It was a nine-to-five job, but it wasn't just a nine-to-five job. If I had a deadline, I had to go to... Uh, I go, I have to work until seven, eight, whatever it required. So I felt so guilty parenting my baby. Oh my gosh, it was so hard because I had to leave my baby to, um, to a daycare. One day I picked up my baby and he was bit, he was one year old, no. bit at the back, big um, bite marks. And that's when I said, oh, my God. So you can you imagine? The I difference. can imagine. I mean, let's, let's stop here. Okay, first, yeah. all the, uh, the strength and goal setting it took for you to get to America in the first place. Oh, my God. Anybody? Okay. For my listeners out there, women out there, and gentlemen, think about this. Think about all the excuses you make to not get your goals. Now, think about chat. Think about all the excuses she could have made. She said she could have said, you know what? I live in the Philippines. My dad wants me to be an accountant. Accountant. I'll just be an accountant in the Philippines. No, her dad actually gave her the ticket to get out because she gave he gave her the financial basis that she now has. It's amazing. Okay, now let's fast forward to baby. Oh my goodness, mom guilt. Hashtag mom guilt. Hashtag it happens to us all. Oh my goodness. Yes, I have no idea the guilt that I had. And so, um, but then again, as a mother, you do what is best for 
the whole household, right? Yes. So you do what is best for you, for the baby. And so I, at that time, the only thing I could do is I, I remember telling myself, okay, I can't have my time with my baby, but I'll have a quality, quality time. So from the moment I pick her up, him up from, picked him up from the daycare, up until the day I drop him off to the daycare, I am 100%, 100% with him. And of course, Saturdays and Sundays when um, days off. So um, I wish I had the freedom. I wish I knew that there was any alternative, but 30 something, um, I mean, 20 something years ago, there was no alternative. You, you had to be in the office. Yes. So and let's, let's clue in on what you just said though, because now that's a huge, I guess, key point that a lot of mothers are doing these days is making sure that they, they're a hundred percent with their children when they're with their children. Like this yes. is something I need to practice on a regular basis. Make sure I put the phone away. Make sure I'm not focused on anything else but my children when I have them with me because I, do, I also put my children in daycare. It's mm-hmm. what we have to do until mm-hmm. we have the time freed up. Yeah. yeah. But there's so, many, there's so many of us out there. There's so many women out there that don't, that don't put their phone down, that don't put 100%. So what you are saying, you started doing this before it became like the thing to do. You chose to be there for your son a hundred percent, even though you did not have the time, the freedom of time, you chose to make freedom before you got it. Yes. Cause it's because I did not have a choice. Um, yeah. I don't think anyone knows my whole story. I had the, uh, the, one of the roughest, um, stories, but my, ex-husband left me when my son turned one, um, left me. So I was a single mom. So that was even harder. And so I had no choice, but to, to, to be there with my son hundred percent because already, um, he left for the Philippines, uh, um, and never came back. So that's also another, um, you know, another thing where I have to be the, both the father and the mother, of my son you know so that's why again as i said to you as a woman you have to be resilient yeah you have to just do whatever you need to do at that time so you're gonna make me cry because my mom was a single mom so i was your son so my mom did the same thing she made the choice to be there when she could yeah she she was there a hundred percent so kudos to you for making that choice because it's not, it's not an easy choice because you could be working and you can make yourself the, the excuse that you're providing for your son, but how you provide for your children is this, the face time you give to them, the one-on-one time. Yeah. So you're amazing, chat. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So I, did you know, Pilly, this is my first time ever to share my being a single mom, no one ever knows, not in any of the podcasts, but because this is about moms, because this is about, you know, I had to share this and uh, Thank you. it was tough, but, um, you know, again, as I said, we, we have to do, we have to do, we have to do what we have to do. Single mothers are the most resilient human beings, beings in the world because they need to be on top of everything. 
They need to be on top of their jobs. They need to be on top of their children. And it's, gosh, and you built, you worked for Dun and Bradstreet. You raised an amazing man. For sure. And you did it, um, on, your, and and you did it on your own. The, um, I, I was a single mom for um, at least four years. Okay. And I met a very wonderful man that took in my son as his own, very own. So that's why I, I was so blessed. That I am so grateful to this day. He raised my son. So See, it's uh, like that. It's partnerships like that, though, because again, the same thing happened to my mom. <laughs> so my mom was a single mother until I was eight, uh-huh. um, and she met my father, my mm-hmm. my stepfather, but my real I consider him my father. Yeah, because the because the, these these partners, these men that have come into my mom's life and to your life, yeah. um, they not only have to fall in love with you, they have to fall in love with your child, and in this child. case, my mom and me. Yes. So that's, I mean, oh, that's like the ultimate partnership. I'm going to, I'm going to stop crying all over this podcast now. Let's get back to business. Yes. Resilience. Wipe the tears away. Okay. Done. Uh, so let's go back to, let's jump into, you meet your, you meet the love of your life. The man yeah. who takes on. Son. So now a uh, Dun and Bradstreet, it was more and more difficult for me to work full time because uh, we had a boss that had, absolutely no no consideration of motherhood and so my my son started playing soccer games t-balls and all that and I needed to attend because of my you know and I would say can I come and work at six o'clock in the morning so that I can get up at four because my son's and he would yell at me he would make all these sarcastic remarks and all that stuff so I told my husband this my husband my late husband and um, my late husband would say, that's it. It's time for you to do something and uh, look for, let's think of something else. And that's when I found, uh, uh, I created a small boutique spa um, so that it, I will have the free t- freedom to be a proactive mother. I will still have something to do. I will still have my own little income um, and business and identity and you know all that but at least I have the freedom to go to the doctor's appointments to my son without having to ask my permission from this corporate world to sports activities and all that as you know as a mother there's so many things that you have to yes do outside of you know um, a normal business life or career in you know uh, as a mother and so that is what I did. I decided to open a spa. At that time, about um, 20-something years ago, spa was a booming and trending business. So fortunately, we um, lived in a neighborhood that's like, you know, quote-unquote wealthy, where all these movie stars and movie producers live. So I opened a boutique spa, just small, because... Usually those people, they don't want to go to big, big chain yes. spots. You know what I mean? They want to be just in, stay in the neighborhood. So I was lucky in that way that I had that business going on. And I had no intention of growing it because I don't want to be in a position where I was going to be tied up too much, where mm-hmm. I won't have time for my son. Um, but 
you know, because it's still required. It's a retail, uh, it, it was a retail spa, so that it required my presence. Mm -hmm. And also my clients wanted my presence. So um, that is why it still was a challenge. So fast forward, um, my husband died in a sudden manner. My husband that raised my son. And so now all of a sudden, my world turned upside down. Fortunately, my son um, already, already graduated college and is, uh, at that time just started working as a behavioral um, therapist for autistic kids at UCLA and he still does that um, up, up to now. Um, and um, fortunately, my son was, uh, was independent and um, my husband being, uh, he was a forensic CPA and had his practice here also in Brentwood, Los Angeles. Um, he took care of me because he's in the finance. He understood of that, you know, everything that. So he prepared everything so that fortunately, I, I feel like I got the shorter end of the stick because all we did was work, 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 work. It's like on, during retirement, um, we'll do this. On retirement, we'll do that. Um, and he died suddenly. Um, so I feel, I feel, I, I felt guilty for so long. He's been um, gone for seven years. And uh, I felt guilty for so long that he, that I felt like he, he got the shorter end of the um, stick. But now it's time to move on. You know what I mean? Um, my world turned upside down. For two years, I, de I developed insomnia. And um, one day I could, I didn't know what to do. What is going to happen now? Oh my gosh. Um, he took care of all the finances because it made sense, right? He had his um, a CPA firm, all our bills, all our financial stuff was taken care in, 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 care in, in his office. I never saw a bill. I never saw a financial document. The only time I would sign documents is when she, he would bring the documents and for me to sign. I wouldn't even read because I had all my complete trust in him. Oh my goodness. I'm, I, I, I keep on wanting to like say something, but guys, I'm crying my eyes out because I'm just, I'm thinking about like, the, the thought that, you know, we, like you said, we work and we work and we work and we have these partners and significant, significant others that mm. if we don't have freedom of time and even, even being in large multifamily, we have, we have, we get into this for the time, but we find ourselves that we're always working and working and working. Mm. And then what if one day that exact thing happens? Yeah. You wake up and you get that call or, or it happens to you and you, yeah. Like, what do you do? Like, oh my goodness. Like, oh, she, ah, okay. I'm going to stop crying all over this podcast again. Yeah, yeah. Ladies, the takeaway here is take the time. Take the time. Nothing's more important than right now and the time that you have with yeah. your children, with your spouse, with your significant other, with your friends. Yeah. Take that time to say hello and goodbye because you never know when the last time is going to be. Yeah. So take that from chat. Chat's lived it. So back to you. This um, 
amazingly amazing man leaves you in a very quick way what do you do now i was lost for about a couple of years i had an insomnia so naturally i would um keep my tv on and during you know those infomercials billy mm -hmm. about uh, real estate during those times yes um, i I said to myself, I need to do something. I need to, even though I knew that my, um, my husband took care of me, I need to preserve that, um, you know, um, nest that I, we, we created and so, or grow it. So I, I said, you know what? I need to do real estate because he was in the real estate. He was, we were planning to do real estate and said, and so I called that, uh, you know, infomercial signed up to make the story short i got in there and uh by the time i know it you have to understand I, my brain was foggy so i wasn't thinking got in there for some reason i was talked into paying um for advanced classes that turned out to be a scam i'm um, i have my attorney working on taking back the money because i knew people that are that that, that already have um been trying to get the, the refunds to make the story short that was the cost of my lesson mm -hmm. in this real estate but because of that i was turned into reading all these real estate uh, books and because of that um you know loss i got I was also introduced to podcasts like this. Yes. <laughs> I never knew anything about podcasts before. So I was driving and every time I would drive, I would scroll through my the uh, uh, podcast and I clicked on, for some reason, um, I clicked on um, Lifetime Cast Flow, which is Rod Cleave. Nice. And so I listened to it and he announced... Um, in three days, ladies and gentlemen, I will be in LA. Join me, blah, blah, blah. I literally exited in the freeway, pulled over, called, and said, do you still have tickets? And they said, they still have. And I joined, and that was the start of my real estate career. And it truly, truly changed my life. Talk about kismet. You go from basically the worst possible thing that could happen to you as a beginning real estate investor to quite possibly the best thing that could happen to you as a real estate investor. There, there's like a handful, a handful. I can count them on less than on my hand that I would recommend mentors that I would recommend. And Rod is, is top five, yeah. Yeah. top five, easily top three. Yeah, he is fantastic. Man. He's a great, he's just a great human being. Yeah. Human being. And he knows a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> And full of uh, very high integrity. So again, as I say it to everyone or to to everyone that I know, integrity goes a long, long way. And so that is why. And I I don't know. I tell it like uh, a God's intervention or the universe intervening, but it led me to Radcliffe, and that changed my life. And it led me to meet you. I've met so many wonderful wonderful people in here and women. So, so that is why. Fantastic. So tell us just a little bit about, a little bit about your multifamily journey thus far. 
like, where are you at right now? And what, what's your goals? Cause the thing is, and for everybody that's listening, chat is really good at goal setting. So I know from what she's told us, whatever goals she is setting, she's going to get. So what are your goals and how are you going to get them? It's funny. Cause you know, 2020, uh, mm-hmm. I was looking at my goal, um, my book, my, uh, goal, uh, goals book, goal setting book. And I put it in there because you know how you're taught on how to do goal setting and stuff. I just write down. So like they said, they said, put a goal that you can, almost cannot reach because you want to get to the utmost or the highest that you can possibly do. So I wrote down this year, 2019, by the end of 2019, I will own a thousand doors and I will be a deep, but I was writing it without, you know, without uh-huh. even thinking that I will even go near that, um, that number. Of course, there's a lot of controversy about um, the um, measurement of doors versus, you know, cash flow and all that. But I know my cash flow. My cash flow is excellent. It, it, out, um, it outdid my goal, as a matter of fact. So what, I'm very happy. So, um, yeah. Right all now, controversy aside... Like you measure things and this is again, not only for you, Chet, but for my listeners out there, you measure things so that they make you continue moving on. So if you have to say, if you're a passive investor, you're a passive investor in a billion doors, then you say, I'm a passive investor in a billion doors. Yeah. You you might not be a general, a general partner. You might not be an asset manager, but you still are investing. Yeah, I am a passive investor in about 800 units, and I am a GP in um, about 200-something units. That's fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) My goal right now, I put it in 2020, I'll be a GP and JV only. No more, um, you know, limited partnership. Mm -hmm. That's my goal because I really want to learn the need to the thing is purely i don't want to syndicate anymore at my age i don't want to syndicate anymore um i just want to majority of my money work for me but at the same time i am continuously uh learning from this enjoying this uh, real estate investing so uh, so much that with all the people that i meet uh, like you oh my god um, and we become friends with that is what is all about. And then the freedom of your, you know, time when you need to, you can time block if you need to rest or you can um, need to uh, vacation with your family. And then you can also, uh, I also, my goal is to give back as well because the scalability in this um, multifamily investing is so huge that I didn't even realize it. That, um, you know, my, my goal as I go, go to my retirement and say, is to help out the less fortunate. So that's why I went to the Philippines, Philly, because I looked at my, my goals and I reached it and my cash flow was, uh, I said, you know what? It's time for me to get back. I want to go and visit the, because the, there are orphanages that uh, we support in the Philippines. That's and amazing. so, um, yeah, it was uh, started by my mother. So my two sisters... And I went to the Philippines and went to visit them. And um, as a matter of fact, I had um, posts in, um, in my Facebook 
page that um, I spent my whole day with my two sisters, uh, feeding the, the, the infants, dancing with them, and um, just spending time with them. It's one thing to raise money and send them money, but to spend time with them was so much such a joy for us. And um, not only I mean, a joy for you, but a joy for them. I mean, yeah. having that, that human yes. touch yes. one-on-one, that's huge. That's huge. How can, for my listeners out there, how can they... How can they help you in that journey? Do you, is there a website that they can go to? Is there, can they contact you directly? They can contact me directly, but right now, it, it's just a small church uh, and, and co- uh, community supported and private mm-hmm. people supported, but I intend to really help. Like, for example, I just want to um, tell you one person, because uh, every one person, one child, Every kid has a story. One of them, I carried her the whole time because she was dropped off by, I mean, she was buried in a cornfield by her mother. Oh my goodness. And she was found by a farm worker. And so she was brought into this, um, and, you know, and then there's another one that she was uh, dropped um, at eight years old by her parents. They just didn't want to parent her anymore. I don't know how people... uh, How do you do that? Yes. And so, but no one... um, So the kids over there, they stay there until they are adopted. But this kid, she's now 18 years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, 16 years old going on uh, to finish her uh, high school. So she's so afraid. Every time somebody goes and visits there, uh, the, the nuns were saying... Um, she would pray, I hope I can get um, adopted. And she never gets adopted because she's older. And so she's now 16 years old and she's so afraid um, that she can't, um, you know. And so I sort of quote unquote adopted her, but, you know, in a long distance because I can't do it anymore um, because of the laws and restrictions and stuff. I said, so I said, I tell you what, how about if I sponsor you for your schooling and until such time that you're independent, then you can go on your own. And she was just um, so happy. My goodness. I mean, I feel really bad that she didn't get adopted, but talk about, talk about giving so much chat. You're basically, I mean, it's not one-on-one, you're not there, but you, you're sponsoring her. You're basically her mom. Yeah. <sighs> So every yeah. time you go there, she knows, she knows she has a mentor in you. She knows she has somebody she can call and talk to. And that if she has a question on how life is supposed to be, how yeah. you're supposed to be, she yeah. can always turn to you. And She's, that's, that's more than she had before. Yeah. I asked her, what do you want to, to do? And she said, I want to learn. It's just a um, vocational. Um, I want to learn how to be a secretary because I want to help in, in, in this adoption um, place so that everyone will be adopted. Can you believe that? What's an answer? Yeah. She, like, she, it, see, out of, the, out of the mouths of babes, like she could have chosen, she could have chosen to be like, you know what? F this place. I never got adopted. I'm just going to be like the worst person and just go out there and, you know, I want to make money and just get what I didn't get. Instead she chooses. And this is, this says a lot about the 
this adoption, this, this home for these, for these children. And it says a lot about you and your sisters and those people that have taught these children. It says a lot about them. It says a lot about teachers when their students will say, I want to stay and continue to help. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's talk, amazing. Uh, talk about um, the, the heart of this kid too. Yes. Right? I mean, it's like, it's the mindset and the heart and the character. So yeah, I'm so happy that I did that because it gives, it, it fills my heart with joy. Yes. Make a difference even just for one person. Like even when I'm going to the supermarket and there's a, uh, an old man uh, walking, looking lonely. And I say, hello, sir, how are you doing? And to make him smile, my God, that in itself already makes me feel good. You know Just what I mean? About it, it's like, okay, my heart is happy for this day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So amazing chat. Before I let you go, because okay. this has been, oh my goodness, I don't think I've cried so much. I don't think I've laughed so much. <laughs> One more thing, because you created something, and this is the reason why we're friends. This is the reason why I met you. You yeah. created this amazing women's group called, I almost said Mothers of Multifamily, um, called <laughs> the Multifamily Women's Mastermind. It's on Facebook, and it has been phenomenal. It was put together by you, by Michelle Pelt, and by Candice Pilgrim. Tell yeah. me a little bit about this program and how it helps women. Okay. You know what, Pilly? Um, I attended the um, last year. I attended the boot camp of Radcliffe mm -hmm. uh, in Atlanta, and that's where I met uh, I met uh, Candice as well. And um, no, it was my second time to see Candice um, in uh, at that time. And um, you know, all the panels were all male. And I asked a question, a question nothing to do with women. But for some reason, I don't know what prompted me to ask my last question. And Rod was like ready to like wrap it up because, you know, it's time to go. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I said, one more thing. Why is it that, that you guys are all men and there's no woman in the panel? <laughs> and I'm telling you, Pilly, the following day, every woman, at least 40 women came to me and said, good for you for asking good for you and a light bulb went off on me it's like we we need a multi-family women's group so and at that time candace and i were talking and then it just um you know you know how you talk about it we talked about it and then it just um, we went on our way we got busy with business and all that she got busy she's very mm -hmm. successful um businesswoman right now um and so one day um, I was talking to Michelle for some reason, you know, in, in one of these um, like this. And she said, um, Candace and I are planning to um, do the multifamily. And I said, really? I talked to Candace about it. It's like, let's do it. And immediately on that same day, we, we did it. That is amazing. And I have to tell you this chat, this came at the exact time it needed to, because not only were women having this conversation within Rod Cleese's world, this mm -hmm. conversation was happening within Joe Fairless. This conversation was happening in Michael Blanc, because uh, Michael yeah. Blanc's panel uh, was yeah. completely women, except for I think he had one. Uh -huh. um, and somebody, somebody posted the question in his group, uh -huh. and all of a sudden you had, like, I had, 
I had conversations with multi-million dollar women, women who were just like, yeah, they didn't understand. They didn't understand why that was happening. So like this, this consensus, this like worldview that all these women were having kind of like condensed into what you created. You created the exact thing we were all thinking about at the same time. So oh. I'm going to, I would clap, but it would like do damage to my microphone, but he, it's huge. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you guys understand this. It's huge. We didn't realize it, we didn't even realize it until we launched it on air. The response was just amazing because you have to understand we had to, because there's a lot of women's group out there already. That's yes. just general real estate. Yes. Um, so ours is a purely focused on multifamily. Yes. And so we are that. So right now we are about almost 350 or more than members that are all crushing it, including you, you're the rock star, you know? You. So, which by the way, I will be sending you an invite for us to get to, to guess in our zoom call every month. I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So it's amazing. So Michelle, Candace, and I, we have this uh, great partnership and collaboration. And so it's, it's happening really well. We, we're planning to do some more big things for the 2020 for this. I cannot wait to hear more about that. So for all my ladies out there that want to get into a women's only mastermind for multifamily, look up women's multifamily women's mastermind in on Facebook. It is a great place to go. It is so welcoming and you get a ton of information. So chat before I let you go, one more thing. Okay. If you could give one more thought to my mothers, my women, my, my, all my ladies out there, what would it be? Just do it. Yes. Don't let fear, don't let fear stop you. Don't let challenges stop, stop you. There's a lot of other ways. If you really want to make it happen, just do it. Just work for it and work hard for it and focus. Thank you so much, Chad. Work for it. Focus. Just do it, ladies. Thank you so much. And, for um, may I add, as a, mother, as a mother, do not feel guilty at all. You have no idea. My son is 31 years old. And all this time, I've been so guilty. And this time, my son keeps on saying, and he works with um, kids, autistic kids in, um, in the spectrum in um, UCLA. And he, said, he keeps on saying to me, mom, I'm so grateful I'm so grateful. And he looks up to me and he, he keeps on um, telling me how he is so thankful that I worked hard. He never uh, forgot all those hard times for us. That is amazing. So for all you mothers out there that are in it, know that there is silver lining that one day your children will turn around and say, thank you. Thank you for listening. And thank you to chat for being on today. I'm so grateful. Thank Bye you. now. Bye.